They're usually intoxicated and or high. They're usually involved in criminal activity. Go law enforcement. Go law enforcement. Go law enforcement. Go law enforcement. The podcast that makes your law enforcement dreams happen. Welcome to the Go Law Enforcement podcast, brought to you by GoLawEnforcement.com. If you're looking for a job in law enforcement, GoLawEnforcement.com has the largest listing of law enforcement job openings. I'm your host, Joe Lebowski. On this episode, I talk with police officer Joel Dine, a crime prevention officer with the Glendale Police Department. Welcome, Officer Dine. Thank you, Joel. It's uh, my pleasure. Looking forward to it. So what does uh, a crime prevention officer do? You know, that's an excellent question. I'd almost, I can bring it back a little bit. It's almost what doesn't he or she do. It's a, it's a real, really a mixed bag, Joe. It depends on the department, number one. Uh, their, their roles can really be different depending on a, a lot of things. I mean, the size of the department, uh, the skill set of the officer. I mean, obviously, every person's different. They might, uh, you know, have strengths or weaknesses. And a lot of times, departments will tailor their crime prevention officer or their crime prevention unit, you know, based on the officer's individual strengths. So let me start, though. I mean, in general, there is a lot of things that are involved in. Uh, personally, it's kind of funny. I tell people I do everything but patrol right now. I mean, I'm not in the patrol division and uh, I'm in the uh, support services division. And for, you know, people looking to get into law enforcement, that's there's usually a, a couple divisions in every department, regardless of size. And being in support services, a lot of times the other areas that uh, are in that division are also uh, like the SRO, the school resource officer, maybe a court officer, you know, things of that nature. So we're, we're support based. And, uh, you know, what I do at our department is I am kind of the spokesperson for the department uh, when it comes to uh, crime prevention, community outreach. And I guess my mission is basically to uh, make sure that the citizens and the businesses have a, uh, uh, a person to come to with uh, issues or with questions and somebody that you know, can kind of help them in their crime prevention mission. To start out, can you describe a case which highlights your work as a crime prevention officer? Yeah, I, there's a lot of different ones. I, I'll give you a couple, actually. It's, uh, you know, here, here's the thing, and this is what it's ba- based on that, you know, you're involved with everything from uh, business watch, uh, neighborhood block watch, uh, bank alerts, etc. One, I, I think that's interesting, especially people, I think it's rewarding uh, for me is. I'm also the coordinator for the Crime Stoppers in our in our area, and actually in the entire North Shore. So recently, when officers or the detective unit come to me because they have maybe good photos of a, a suspect in a crime, in our agency, it's a lot of times it's bank robberies or uh, robberies or carjacking, something of that nature, and they don't really have any leads other than the uh, the visual evidence. You know, being able to put that out there and then receiving texts or calls uh, with that person's information and making an arrest that way, that, that's, that can be really rewarding. I mean, that's one I just, just recently had, so that one jumps out uh, for sure. A lot of different areas, though, uh, case-wise is, you know, a lot of times we have programs in crime prevention like the D.A.R.E. program 
We have a great deer program. We've had we we te- we taught great in the past also. If you're not familiar with that, uh, DARE stands for Drug Abuse Resistance Education. It's a program, basically, the, the name kind of tells what it's about, but it's taught by uniformed police officers and for 5th and 6th graders. And our great program is Gang Resistance Education and Training, and that's based more for 7th uh, or 8th graders. And uh, where I'm going with that is when you see young people making good choices, especially when maybe they weren't in the past because of a, a program that, you know, your department has brought them. And in, in when you look at it in hindsight, a lot of times, you know, if these kids can go down the right path instead of the wrong, you know, you're doing a good job to make sure that they're not in the system eventually and maybe actually being part of the uh, solution than the problem. So, I mean, there's it's really a r- wide range, Joe, of uh, – of being able to get a lot of satisfaction out of the job when you work in the crime prevention or the support services unit. What was your career path in law enforcement, and how did you end up becoming a crime prevention officer? I was I wanted to be a sportscaster when I went into college. Uh, radio and TV was my major, like my I think my first year of college. Maybe I was undeclared, and then I was going to go into that. And uh, Joe, I did basic math. I was at UW Eau Claire. I was looking around the room, saw a bunch of uh, people that were, you know, wanted to do the same thing I wanted to do. And then I started, you know, figuring out how many television stations are in Wisconsin and, uh, you know, how many openings there actually are and even at a national level. And I thought, uh, this is, the odds aren't real good here. So I started, I, I, I took a couple of, uh, I, I went undeclared then, and then I, I took a couple of classes uh, in social work. My my fa- my dad had a uh, background in probation and parole, so I had police officers stop literally over at our house, and I thought, wow, that's kind of interesting. And just one night, I got a uh, I was actually doing a probation and parole internship, and and I for some reason the practical part of it, I they said, you know, we can't do that, but we can get you with a ride along with the Eau Claire Police Department. And uh, my dad actually helped with that to make that happen. And they said, yeah, you can do that and write a paper on it, and that'll be part of your grade for this three-credit course I was in. And I went out, and it was, it was just an, an unbelievably positive experience for me. It really, I, I think having a, a sports background, playing college baseball, uh, you know, semi-pro baseball, it was as close to a team sport, per se, at the time that I've ever been involved in. Total team effort. I mean, the officers all, quote-unquote, had each other's back. Uh, just really, really neat. And then that's when I decided to get into criminal justice, graduated from Eau Claire, and uh, I ended up getting a job actually out of college with the, uh, uh, with the federal uh, department of uh, Federal Bureau of Prisons. Uh, and I uh, went to Glencoe, Georgia, did some specialized training there, and I, I, I'll be honest, it wasn't for me. I went into a, uh, a, a security facility in, uh, in Sandstone, Minnesota, actually, a, a medium security, I believe it was, a penitentiary. And I uh, just wasn't, I mean, was treated great there. It was a difficult job, but uh, just wasn't for me. Finished, uh, came down to the Milwaukee area to start my uh, master's degree, actually, because I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. And then uh, applied it at Glendale. Thought I'd, you know, I got the job. I was really lucky. It was heavy competition. And I thought to myself, Joe, I'll be a police officer maybe four or five years. 
and then maybe I'll move on to something else. And four or five years turned into 10, which turned into 15, 20, and now almost 30 years, believe it or not. It doesn't feel that long, but it is. And that's kind of, you know, how it all started. So it is very interesting. And how did you work your way through the ranks, I presume, starting off in patrol, becoming the uh, crime prevention officer? I was a specialist early in my career with gang identification, graffiti identification and stuff, and that was neat. And then it kind of took a turn. I, I became a D.A.R.E. officer. I was working overnights. I worked that overnight shifts for nine years. And uh, it, the D.A.R.E. thing was really interesting because I think I was starting to burn out a little bit. Uh, I mean, when you work overnights uh, in, in law enforcement, I don't care where you are. I mean, the clientele you're dealing with usually are not happy to see you. They're usually intoxicated and or high. And uh, they're usually involved in criminal activity. I mean, that's just the, the that shift. You're not helping a lot of people, per se, unless they're victims, to be quite honest with you. And I'll tell you, when I would go into a classroom with a bunch of shining fifth graders after my late shift, and I would I'd literally start teaching a, a, after 8 o'clock, and I'd walk into a room, and you had all these kids who were actually excited to see you. It was uh, To say it was rewarding would be an understatement, so... That really, the education part of it, I kind of, I think that's where I really, that's where it turned, where I, I think, I guess, the fork in the road for law, my law enforcement career kind of turned. And I thought, you know, I never really thought it was a support service type of guy, but that's where it really started, and I, it, I really took off for me. So it, uh, so going back to kind of the question, yeah, um, it's a really misconception a lot, I think, times with kids coming out of tech school or college on how to get to their their, their goal. Um, you, you don't just become a canine officer. You don't just become a negotiator or an evidence technician or a detective. That's not how it works. Um, you start out as a patrol officer. You get your feet wet, per se. You, you learn the job in general. And then after three to five years, you, you, you start to become eligible for uh, promotions in other, in other areas. Was there any special education or training that really helped position you for becoming a crime prevention officer? Yeah, I think, well, and that's that's where I got lucky at Glendale here is training was really important. And if you would write for schools and what I mean by apply for schools. So if you were you know looking on websites like yours and others that have training that you're interested in, I mean, that's going to help you. And for me, you know, obviously when I became a D.A.R.E. officer, it was education and 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 speaking became an, a really positive. So I started actually to go in because we didn't really have a PIO here at the time, an acting one, and that being a public information officer, a public information officer in law enforcement, someone who deals with the media on a regular basis and can be a lot of times a spokesperson for that department. And that wasn't originally in my job application as a crime prevention officer. Um, but because of my strengths, again, they said, well, this this would be good for dying, um, and he didn't. He likes it. He enjoys it, and that was kind of interesting because I went into that, and and it's kind of it it changes with the times, Joel. Uh, and that's what I, I I tell a lot of officers that are looking to get into it, and also you know that are here. I said, you know, your skill sets on what you're good at is is always look to learn because things change. And I mean, if somebody even 
three years ago, Joe would have told me, well, you're going to be in charge of the department's social media, your Twitter and Facebook account and stuff like that. I would have thought, well, that's not part of my job. But it is now because, um, you know, things change. I mean, that becomes actually part of the media aspect. So, yeah, it's it's we're, so education-wise, everybody comes out. They have a lot of the same skill sets. So when you get into that department, figure out what you like. And then make sure you, you try to get yourself as educated by specialty schools and uh, training throughout your career as you can. What advice would you have for somebody who's interested in going into law enforcement and says, I'd really like to become a crime prevention officer? Okay, yeah, that's – yeah, and here – a couple things, Joel. And I'll, tell, I, and I'll tell you the things to the, to the college kids and the tech kids, the things don't to do, right, that will really turn – at least it turns me off. If I'm at a career day, when I have a have a, a possible, I guess, candidate come up to my booth, and, and most booths, similar, Joe, have a visual to give kind of our listeners a visual, they'll have a lot of things about the police department, and usually visually they'll run video or they'll have photographs of some of their specialty units, you know, their canine unit, their detective unit, maybe their SWAT team, whatever. And I'll have a, I'll have a, a candidate or a college kid or a tech kid come up and they'll be looking at the board and they'll just look, you know, I really want to do that. And I can't every, it's usually one of two things. They'll point at the canine unit. They want to be a handler or then they'll point at like the, uh, they'll show a, de- a detective or an evidence tech processing a crime scene. And it's, I'm like, you know, that's not how it works. I mean, you're, if you want to work for any jurisdiction in the place, you start out as a patrol officer, a sheriff's deputy, whatever the case might be. You just don't get hired as a as a canine officer right out of you know right out of recruit school or right out of college or or, or your technical uh, school. And that's where I, candidates need to educate themselves on that. And I, they're not getting it a lot of times. And uh, that's important because that's not how it works. It's, you know, you, you get into a department and you work your way up. That's number one. There's a couple more, too, um, that I'll mention that are really important. I tell kids this because they neglect to do it a lot of times, and I can see why they're busy. But if you're a sophomore in college, you decided, let's say, you declared criminal justice, and you're two years away from graduation. But, you know, coming into that junior year, start looking at WileyNet and some of the other websites like yours that are uh, that show jobs that are out there and apply for them. And then they might say, well, Officer Dine, why would I do that? I'm still like 20 months from graduation. And the answer is because a lot of agencies, the test that you take, the written test, is very similar. Um, if if they have their own, they're still very similar, but a lot of times they use the t- state test. They take them on Saturday mornings at UW Systems throughout the state. And the thing is, Joe, your score is only good for approximately six months. So if you score a 99 on it, it's good for six months. If you score a 49 on it, six months, and then it's not good. And where I'm going with this is if you take a test more than once, as you know, you're probably going to score better on it the second or third time. So if you take a couple of tests for departments that you're really not interested in, that's fine. But you've at least got the experience. And then all of a sudden, quote unquote, your dream job comes along and your stress level is going to be down. And you're probably, 
you know, more likely going to score better on that because, as they say, you know, that won't be your first rodeo. And that I tell kids that that's worth, you know, if you have to spend 20 bucks to take a test, I mean, go for it. It's money well spent in the long run. Do you think that too many students don't put in enough advanced effort while they're in school? They, they kind of wait till they graduate and then they say, okay, what do I do now as far as getting a job? Yeah, I think that happens a lot. And I, 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 and even, and you can see it on kids that, you know, I mean, the kids who actually have graduated and they're coming back to the fairs and you, and a lot of them had said, yeah, I probably should have started this process earlier because I think a lot of them, Joe, don't know the length of a process in law enforcement because of the nature of the position. There's background investigations, there's psychologicals, there's physicals, and these take not days, weeks, they take months. So, I mean, you could literally be, um, you know, graduating in May, and if you, you know, took a test in, I'll just say, you know, November or December, January, I mean, you could literally go to school and then come May or June, that's when they, you're getting actually down to the hiring process for that particular job. So, you know, it's it's just good to be aware of that. You know, any process, uh, even when, you know, departments are hiring several officers and trying to accelerate it, it's usually at least a few, if not more, months uh, to get through that. What's one thing you wish you knew before getting into law enforcement? The one thing that I wish I would have known, or when you get a shot at internships uh, or volunteering for a police department, do it. Even a Citizens Police Academy, a lot of them have it. Uh, go for that because it's good for a couple reasons, Joe. Number one, it will solidify your career choice either way. You will, be, you will go to a Citizens Police Academy for whatever department, and you'll say, yep, this is what I, this is what I actually want to do. The other side of the coin is if you do these volunteer things, it might be just the opposite and say, you know, it looked great on TV. It was fun for a while, but, you know, now that I'm looking at, you know, what this is really about or, you know, this or that or the hours aren't what I thought they were going to be, it'll save you some time in the long run. So as much practical experience as you can get, it's kind of, it's a win-win for you. Number one, it'll, it'll solidify if that's what you want to do. And number two is it'll look good on your resume too, because, you know, I'll be honest. I mean, when you look at resumes, everybody's a member of their criminal justice club, but you got to look beyond that. I mean, to set yourself apart, you know, if you're done volunteer work for, you know, Special Olympics for, uh, you know, or you uh, you were an auxiliary police officer or you helped out at the uh, National Night Out. Anything like that will set you apart. So I, I guess my the thing that I looked at uh, is is I wish I would have, you know, got even more information on that. I think it would have just I would have probably set my career goals, you know, even earlier than I did. Officer Dine, thank you. Joel, it was my pleasure. I hope to see you soon. If you're looking for a job in law enforcement, check out the largest listing of law enforcement jobs on golawenforcement.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening.